Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about creating a coaching culture and I share some of the benefits that can be seen both for individuals and across an organisation when a coaching culture is embedded. I talk about my tips on how you can do corridor coaching really well and I explain about the coaching continuum and how you can use it easily in your workplace and with your teams. And finally, I share some recent trends that I'm seeing in organisations and being asked to provide so that you can stay up to date with development and what is working well. So join me on today's episode. So welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, elevate productivity and improve well-being so that you make a bigger impact in your personal and professional life and in your workplace. Recently, I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to become more focused, less stressed and have a wider impact on both their personal and professional leadership skills, as well as improving well-being for themselves and that of their teams. Jennifer said, Emma provided one-to-one coaching to me over a period of several months. Emma's approach to our coaching relationship was very supportive throughout and she built trust very quickly. This allowed me to speak freely and I felt as though she truly listened to me and understood where I was coming from. I found Emma to be extremely pragmatic, I am, in terms of her advice and coaching style, always with a sense of humour but importantly with empathy and kindness at the core. I left each session with a sense of purpose, feeling more confident and focused in terms of different techniques I could implement and draw upon. I found my coaching journey to be really beneficial and I'd recommend to anyone thinking of seeking a coach to go for it. Thank you, Emma. And these are the results that I love to hear about. So, Get in touch if you want to know how I can help you individually or your organisation. You can contact me at emma at emmalankton.com. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, the link will be in the show notes or there's information on my website at emmalankton.com. This newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly, so you can guarantee I won't be spamming you. And one client, Paula, said, I've saved every newsletter and often go back for tips, advice and ideas when I need help, support or inspiration. 
And then finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review and let me know your key thoughts or your takeaways or what you value most from the podcast. And if you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. It also helps other people to be able to find the podcast and for the podcast platforms to be able to share it with people so that we can get the message and support and help to more and more people where it's needed. So thank you for that. So this week on the podcast, I'm talking about creating a coaching culture. Now, I'm frequently talking to individuals and leaders about creating a coaching culture in their organisations. It means that we're looking at how to create an environment in the workplace that is open to coaching and moving away from what I like to call a kind of command and control type of environment or leadership or even worse really the sergeant major form of instruction you know through the pandemic i was supporting a lot of different people and particularly people that were in key worker type environments and one of the things that um, a few people had said to me was about they worked in an organization where the leaders were pretty much just shout at them to get things done um and that's what i mean by the kind of command and control or the sergeant major type of instruction we've long since moved away from this and if you listen to some of other episodes where i talk about um curious leadership for example and different ways to have conversations with people i once sat see this is a long time ago I once sat at a networking um like business uh, conference and I was sat next to a sergeant major in the British army and in having the conversation with her I was talking about leadership and different ways and even the British army said that they are having to change the way that they speak to people and change the way that they communicate with people So, you know, if it's good enough for our British Army, it's good enough for every industry and organisation that we are in. So, leadership coaching is often very well recognised as being something that adds value to businesses through higher productivity, higher engagement and approved effectiveness. So, where does that coaching culture come into that? Well, You know, if the coaching will do that for your leaders, just think about what it can do if you implement it right through the organisation. Coaching offers that confidential space to work through stresses and problems and for people to move towards goals and aspirations. I always say to people that coaching gives you that confidential and, crucially, non-judgmental space for problem solving and offloading and helping you to reach your goals and desires so that you can figure things out for yourself rather than doing things that don't align or doing things just because somebody told you to. Now, of course, we do still need people to follow instructions, you know, and be able to get the job done. But what we also need is that 
level of autonomy, if people have got a struggle or a difficulty, that they can begin to work it out rather than um, just always coming back to, to you as the manager or to their leaders for this. So what happens when we create a coaching culture is that we are enabling the people in your organisation, in your teams, to function in an environment where they feel supported, to be able to ask questions, to provide feedback and to encourage their own thinking. So, you know, maybe they figure out problems, as I said, maybe they come up with solutions and it creates a situation where is the, there is an opportunity for shared learning for people to use their individual skills rather than it being kind of like a one-size-fits-all and, like I said, that com- command and control and, and, and you-must-do type workplace. So in essence, it gives people a voice. It builds people's confidence in their own abilities and it empowers people, really, to take pride in their work and to do the job that they're doing really well because they can do it in a way that suits them. Obviously, within reason. Okay. And what this means is that people at all levels of your organisation are able to enjoy the benefits of that coaching culture. And this is enhances their personal and professional development, their skills, their abilities, and enables people to take pride in their work. You know, when the ICF carried out a survey, granted it was in America, but they discovered that those companies with a strong coaching culture had higher employee engagement and greater revenue growth compared to industry peers. So it's got to be a good thing, right? So how can this be done? You know, one of the biggest things that I talk to people about is corridor coaching, as I call it. And I often talk about this term of corridor coaching. So you basically catch somebody in the corridor and have that type of coaching conversation with them. So rather than waiting for specific set and diarised meetings like one-to-ones and reviews, you can provide opportunities for coaching style conversations to, well, literally take place at the corridor or at their desk. And it means that people at all levels can take these responsibilities for their actions. And as I've already said, it, people feel empowered. They take ownership of tasks, of, you know, of business needs. Um, so it means that employees build trust in themselves too. And they begin to realise that the workplace trusts them to make decisions that are right for the company, that are right for business, right for the department, etc etc okay so a really simple way of looking at coaching is to view it as a kind of form of continuum really so we go along this line starting at one say start a line at the left hand side going across in front of you and at one side we've got ask and in the middle we've got suggest and then at the other end of it we've got tell so maybe a team member comes up to you with a question or a challenge. So what could you do? You could tell them what to do. Ooh, you should do this or just do that type of thing. Suggest something to them. Have you thought about? Or you can ask them what they think. What do you think we could do? What do you think will solve the problem? What do you think is going to be the best way forward? 
the best coaching conversations happen when you stay at the ask end of this spectrum. So when you start to try this, if it's unusual for you, it might seem a little bit clunky and you know we can feel uncomfortable and we often then revert back into the language that we know and the management style that we know, which is sitting at the tell end of the spectrum. But tell is, and tell is sometimes appropriate, you know, as I've said, you know, we need people to be able to follow instructions and, and um, you know, align with processes, etc. But too much time at that end can demotivate and it stops innovation. And like I say, it leads to lack of confidence in decision making for our people. So the best principles of coaching are to ask good, open questions and then listen to understand rather than to respond. I talk about this in all sorts of other podcasts that I've got. Um, But this also applies because we're doing such a lot of um, virtual working as well, and this is gonna carry on through hybrid working. It also applies to things like, you know, internal messaging, to text and to calls. It's about being conscious of not jumping straight into tell if there's an opportunity to use ask instead. So I hope that gives you a great starting point. As I said, coaching is unlocking that person's potential to maximize their own performance. These are some of the tools and tips that I help, well, I demonstrate obviously with the one-to-one coaching that I do, but also that I help leaders to understand. But crucially, what's been happening a lot at the minute is that organisations are asking me about what support and help we can do for middle managers. There's a lot of work out there for leaders. There's a lot of work out there for our team members, you know, about come forward, you know, um, let us know if you're struggling, etc. And then people are coming to me saying, we've done all this work and the team leaders are coming for the team members are coming forward saying I'm struggling and the managers are then going up. Oh, I don't know how to deal with it. So there's a lot of support for the people, the middle managers, if you like, and the people that are managing your teams. And these are some of the tools and tips that I help with, along with a range of other things, so that they don't revert to just telling and basically they're taking on the responsibility of everybody's job. And that's the last thing that they need. Nobody needs to be overloaded even more right now. So it's important for your managers and your leaders to reflect on how much sort of directing and telling that they are doing versus creating those coaching conversations and coaching moments because those are the bits that help people grow and improve performance for the long term and you know that I'm all about performance, okay? So because often we prioritise senior leadership coaching there are areas that we forget about and then that's the HR levels and the middle managers and what happens is that we then struggle to have these coaching conversations running right through the organization because we don't have managers coaching people right the way through the company so by shifting coaching to the most predominant management style you can make it a success And it also means that you are supporting all managers at all levels with coaching. 
And as I said, I'm often asked to provide coaching for middle managers. And at the moment, it's group coaching for those that's working really, really well for them. So that they develop coaching skills and leadership skills as well as build peer support that can develop and enhance those essential leadership and management tools. So to summarise, make sure that you see the value of coaching right through your organisation. Get coaching support for everyone rather than making it something that's elitist. So particularly get it for middle managers. Make sure that you're doing talk, talk, talk. If you want any help with this, please do let me know. Throughout the rest of August, some of the future episodes will expand a little bit more on that. So it might be more support about, um, you know, some of the coaching conversations. It might be about identifying a simple kind of coaching model Um, why we need to invest in some of those middle managers and also how empathy is vital for successful managers. So that's a sneak peek into my future plan as well. I hope this has been incredibly helpful for you. As ever, if you have any questions, please do get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And even leave me a review, please. That would be so helpful. Otherwise, have an amazing week. And I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now. (laughs) 